Join with me for the next few minutes as I leave with you a message that the Lord has laid in my heart. One of my favourite gospel hymns is entitled Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One, and It Will Surprise You What the Lord Have Done. Not only do we sing that lovely hymn with gusto here in Carried Off FPC, but I have no doubt that other congregations throughout the English-speaking world also love singing this beautiful hymn. It was written by a man called Johnston Oatman in 1897. Johnston Oatman wrote this hymn out of deep appreciation and gratitude to God for all that the Lord had done in his life. Johnston Oatman was born in Lumberton, New Jersey in 1856. His father was a great gospel singer. In fact, if you asked any of the residents of New Jersey in that era, who's the best singer in New Jersey, I'd have no doubt that they would have said, oh, Mr. Oatman. And Mr. Oatman, of course, was a true believer. He loved the Lord and he wanted to use his gift and talent for the glory of God. And he wanted to use his musical gift to share the wonderful story of the gospel. Johnston Oatman grew up in such a home. And as a young believer in Christ, he too wanted to express the story of his Christian faith through music and song. However, it wasn't until he was 35 years of age that he composed his first song for uh, community singing in church. After that, he wrote about 200 songs per year. And throughout his entire life, he wrote 5,000 hymns. One of those beautiful hymns, as I've said, is the hymn entitled, Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One, and It Will Surprise You What the Lord Hath Done. You see, Johnston Oatman was thinking to himself one day, how can I rise above doubt? How can I rise above discouragement? How can I rise above despair and depression? Many of God's people go through situations and circumstances, and that's exactly how they feel. They're down in the dumps. And we're conscious that at times like that, when they feel that way, it's possible to wallow in self-pity and feel miserable. And Johnson was thinking, well, is there a way that I can rise above this? Is there a, a Bible way? And the answer, of course, there is. Count your blessings. He remembered, of course, that it's written in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Ephesians 1, verse 3. And of course, that became the basis for this beautiful hymn. Count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord have done. Johnston was also mindful that the psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul. Let all that is within me bless his holy name. And he wanted, of course, to think about his blessings. What's the Lord done for me? He talked about them to others. In fact, he even took time to give thanks to the Lord. And I want to ask you, have you thought about your blessings? 
Have you talked about them to others? Have you taken the time to thank the Lord for all that he's done for you? When we think about counting our blessings, what blessings have we? Let me remind you that we've got physical blessings. Where does our health and strength come from? Where does the gift of our breath comes from? Where does the gift of life itself come from? For life is sacred and precious. And the answer is the Lord. The Bible says in him we move and live and have our being. Remember, he has created us in his image. We are image bearers of God. And he has gifted us with the very, very precious gift of life. Please don't take life for granted. Remember that he holds the very breath that you breathe in your hand. Your life's like a slender thread in his hand. And he could take that away at any moment. He could cut it with his eternal scissors and plunge us out of time into his great eternity. Let's remember that we're dependent creatures. Let's remember we're accountable to him because the Bible tells us it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. But not only for physical blessings, also for temporal blessings. Remember, we're taught to pray in the Lord's Prayer, give us this day our daily bread. That's not just the gift of food, but that's also for everything that's necessary to sustain life. The Bible teaches that all good gifts around us are sent from heaven above, and we're encouraged to thank the Lord. We're encouraged to praise Him. I wonder if you praised Him this day for your food. Have you praised Him for your family? Have you praised him for finances? Have you praised him for even friends? Because the Bible teaches he sets the solitary in families. The, the Bible teaches us there's a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And of course, that's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ, the greatest friend of all. And I ask you this day, can you thank the Lord even for your job? Thank the Lord for living in the land of Northern Ireland that we do live in, uh, thanking the Lord for all the uh, institutions of um, medical uh, people, uh, our, our place, our, our prison service, uh, our, our Coast Guard. Uh, we don't take none of these things for granted. These are all uh, institutions that are raised up and designed for the well-being of uh, mankind, men and women and children. We even thank the Lord for the institution of the church. And we bless God that we have a place to come and worship the Lord on the Sabbath day. But let's also think about spiritual blessings. Isn't it wonderful to know that you've been born again of the Holy Spirit and you've been made alive to God through the new birth? Isn't it wonderful to know that you've been washed in the precious blood of Christ? Do you know one of life's greatest blessings is this, to be able to lay your head in the pillow to say it's well with my soul. To know that your sins are under the blood. All your sins of thought and word and deed are forgiven. See, God the Father makes a promise through God the Son and the ground of the blood. And the promise is this, thy sins and iniquities I'll remember no more. He puts our sins behind his back. He casts them in a deep sea called the sea of forgetfulness. And he doesn't bring up our sins. He doesn't hold us accountable uh, in relation to their guilt and to their punishment. Isn't it wonderful to know that the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. And in this day of despair and depression and disillusionment, many are robbed even of the peace of pardon because they have never come to Jesus Christ and experienced the cleansing power of the blood. And if you're like that, 
then I would get asked you to get down on your knees and cry out, God be merciful to me the sinner. Because this of course is one of life's greatest blessings. Another one of life's greatest blessings is this, to know that the Lord is with us on the journey of life. The Lord is my shepherd, the psalmist said, I shall not want. And I recommend him to you. I remember what Paul says, the Lord is at hand. Nothing to do with the second coming, really. It had to do with the Lord's conscious presence. The Lord by your side in the changing circumstances of life and in every situation you face. When you ask the question, where are you, Lord? The Lord can say, uh, lo, I am with you always. His promise is true. I will never leave you nor forsake you. So whatever situation you're going through at this minute in time, whether you face doubt or despair or in the throes of depression, you can know the rich consciousness of the Lord with you on life's journey. And again, that's one of life's greatest blessings. When there's two million people uh, living their own in the whole of the United Kingdom, uh, then I recommend him as a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. I want you to think of other great blessings. The blessing of being indwelt by the Spirit of God and led by the Spirit, especially to the throne of grace, where we have access into the immediate presence of God, where we can offer our prayers in Jesus' name, having his promise. Whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, that will I do, that the Father will be glorified in the Son. Do you know that there's 7,300 wonderful promises in the Holy Bible? And we can stand in those promises and we can have faith in God and know the reality and the enjoyment of their fulfillment. Do you know tonight, here's another wonderful promise. We, we have the word of God. The, the Bible tells us, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. And what a wonderful thing it is to have a Bible. What a wonderful thing it is to have the infallible, inerrant, inspired word of God. And God speaks to us as we read the scriptures. And we, of course, can speak to God. But it's wonderful to have a word from God. Ehud said, I have a word from God for you. And I have a word from God for you tonight. And, and if you're going through life and you're down, depressed, you're discouraged, you're, you're wallowing in self-pity, you're wallowing in misery, you think of Jonathan Oakman's question. Is it possible to rise above it? And the answer is yes, the Bible way. Count your blessings. Name them one by one and it will surprise you what the Lord have done. Allow the Lord to surprise you. Allow the Lord to strengthen you. Allow the Lord to satisfy you. Think of your physical blessings. Give him thanks. Your temporal blessings. But also think primarily of your spiritual blessings. And they're all ours in Christ Jesus the Lord. Do you know Christ? Is he your Lord and Savior? If not, why not trust him and begin to enjoy these blessings and smile and give thanks even though all the world around you is crumbling and decaying. God bless you. And thank you for listening again tonight.